content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We've got an interesting one today, Gold Mountain. The company trades under the code GMN or Golf Mike November. It was last quoted at 4.5 cents for a market cap of about 28 million. Now, Gold Mountain is hunting for big gold copper porphyries in central Papua New Guinea. It's in the same neck of the woods as some giant deposits like gold and gold copper deposits like Porgra, Octeti, Frida River, Wafi Goldpool, just to name a few. The company's been active in PNG since around 2012-2013 and it is getting to an interesting stage of exploration with the jewel bit. Hunting for porphyries is a classic high risk, high reward sort of business. When a junior gets onto one though, it can be company making stuff. Two recent examples are the Brisbane-based and London-listed Gold, which found the Alpala porphyry in Ecuador. It's gone from a junior company to having a market cap of $1.5 billion. Another example is the Perth-based Stavely, which has an interesting copper gold discovery in Western Victoria on its hands. It hasn't found the porphyry source just yet, but the near-surface mineralisation it has found at its namesake project has given it a $200 million market cap. Now it's a good time to be looking for gold and copper. The yellow metal remains at elevated levels, while the red metal has come storming back from its lows in the first half of this year as people worry about how the high growth demands from the electrification of everything in the world is going to be met. Now we're lucky today to be chatting to Phil Jones. Phil is an exploration consultant to Gold Mountain, but more to the point, he's a recognised porphyry expert. With that, I'm going to say good day to Phil and welcome him to the podcast. Hi, Phil, and thanks for your time today. And thanks for having me. Good on you. Okay, Phil, uh, tell us a bit about your career and what led you to joining Gold Mountain as a senior exploration consultant, uh, I think, in June last year. Well, uh, my career started way back in the uh, 1978 period, Mm -hmm. which is a long time. So I've been around in exploration for a good 42 years. Um, During that time, my my first... uh, First company was the Amico Cypress Minerals uh, Stable, and I worked with him for 10 years and then was retrenched and then went immediately into contracting comes consulting and have been doing so ever since. Uh, with that, I have basically worked for almost every company on, uh, on Australia's uh, platform, <laughs> um, many of them quite, uh, quite big companies. Um, and some of them working in porphyries. But my background has been a generalist uh, pretty much uh, in exploration, but I've also loved the the hunt for porphyries, and hence that's that's where I've ended up at the end of my career, uh, more so now than than ever before. Mm. Uh, But it started back in in 1978 when I got a two-week tour over into the Philippines, looking at uh, porphyries over there, both on the island of Cebu 
and up on Baguio uh, City, where there are numerous uh, gold porphyries up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically from, from then on, the majority of my porphyry experience has been within, uh, within Australia and certainly within dominantly the Macquarie Arc of New South Wales, but also into other areas, including uh, Kalimantan over in, in, um, in Indonesia, and I've done a lot of work in, in more recent times uh, with business, business development with companies uh, where I've done uh, project reviews uh, for, for, for porphyries and you know, gold systems, porphyry gold systems um, for a number of clients. And there we have it. And I was asked to, uh, to join up with Gold Mountain um, relatively recently and I looked at the project and saw that it had a lot of legs. Uh, there was some drilling done and they have actually found a porphyry system there that we intend to do a couple of more drill holes on to confirm uh, some grades. Um, apart from that, we have uh, a lot of project space to develop where they have come up with a lot of more regional-based uh, projects now on that's in that same area along mm-hmm. strike and uh, we it is looking quite uh, quite entertaining for an exploration uh, you're talking about the Wabag uh, project there in uh, yes. central PNG uh, just before jumping into the project though, I was wondering if you could um, not all of us are porphyry experts I was just wondering if you could give uh, the generalists amongst us a bit of a feel for uh, what makes them such an uh, attractive uh, exploration target and indeed uh, an important part of uh, uh, the world's current supply and future supply? Well, that's very true. They, they are uh, an amazing deposit. Um, they have, they vary depending on, um, you know, porphyry styles. So, but in general, they, they carry copper and gold uh, with a little bit of silver. But the things that make the porphyry so good, they are very large so they have huge tonnages in general. Um, the grades for the mineralization are generally uh, quite good. They they vary uh, from what used to be in the in the oh, 20, 20, 30 years ago, where they would be around the one percent copper type numbers. Um, to nowadays, uh, people consider porphyries around the the 0.5, percent, um, and even lower uh, mm. copper. Uh, with plus or minus gold on top of that as uh, being a good deposit. They are large, low-grade, but bulk mineable uh, propositions. Uh, if they are cropped, then you can make very large open cuts uh, to, to get them out, so they're economic. Uh, certainly some systems are able to be bulk mined at depth, and there are a number of those in Chile and around the world, including Grassberg, Grassberg in uh in uh, New Guinea, or sorry, in West West New Guinea, mm-hmm. uh, West Syrian, um, you know, it's it. They are great deposits because they just produce for long time periods. Generally, you're looking at plus twenty years for deposits, and very large, easy to mine. Metallurgy is is usually stupendous, easy to get out, and uh, the only the only drawback is that. Uh, they're getting harder to find. Okay. Now, PNG is obviously fertile ground, uh, some huge porphyry systems up there. Let's have a look at uh, the company's project, Wabag. 
um, home to Manoil and the Mount Whippy projects. Let's start with Manoil. What's uh, the company onto there, you think? The Manoil project is uh, very, it's an amazing first up hit for a porphyry in an area that has had minimal to, to nil exploration. Uh, it's, a, it's quite a large system. It's you know, quite a few kilometres long by a few kilometres wide. Uh, so it's a big porphyry system. Uh, there is strong copper. There is strong molybdenum. There's not a lot of gold around, but there is a lot of gold that's found in uh, some alluvials around the, the general area. So that's, that's not indicative of uh, potentially Manoil, it, Manoil itself. Uh, we are planning to drill two further ho holes from the seven that have already been drilled. And we, they are testing beneath the best um, intercepts uh, derived to date. And that's, that will hopefully tell us whether or not the system is going to be one that is going to get us over the edge and uh, come up with a viable uh, system or one that's going to be a low-grade system, which 99% of porphyries found are. But we basically believe that uh, there is going to be some potential there underneath. We have everything telling us that. The geochemistry tells us that. Uh, so we're, we're basically looking at that with two holes to confirm or deny, and mm -hmm. then uh, we'll go on from there. Right. Um the, you mentioned the uh, the first seven holes were, were drilled by drilled by the company. Were there some decent hits uh, amongst that those results? Look, there were there were decent hits. There weren't economic hits, uh, Barry, but they were certainly very uh, very interesting hits. There's a lot of uh, copper there in the 0.1 percent, uh, and there's a lot of molybdenum in the system as well, and with values um, consistently in the in the 30s to the 150 ppm, which uh, is is right up there with a lot of deposits around the world, um, and 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 even higher. I mean, there were higher numbers too over mm. narrow intervals, but uh, this this area had not been um, seen before. It hadn't been sampled before, so it was one that uh, came out of the blue. But it's it is certainly an interesting area, and uh, further on from that area, it's part of what appears to be a long structural trend with uh, additional uh, perspective round along that. Mm. And that tends to be a feature of uh, porphyry systems? They, they ten tend to occur in clusters, do they? They do indeed. And they, they, are, they are tapping uh, very great depths. Uh, structures are tapping these and letting these porphyries come up. They they're essentially sit within large uh, volcanoes, which over time have eroded. And uh, these things may sometimes be outcropping. They may have considerable, um, you know, considerable rock and and uh, other materials sitting on top. But uh, the the area at Manoil does have does sit on a, a major structural break, and, for, and then the work that's been done to the a long strike from from Manoil has certainly shown uh, very good geochemistry along it. Uh, indicating that uh, we still have anomalous geochemistry, both copper, gold, and and uh, molybdenum again, uh, but also base metals, which tends to make us think that uh, we still are looking at 
high level component of where these things are. So the porphyries may be deeper than what mm. we see, but there's the soil sampling that's been done, for instance, at say Sack Creek, which is a long strike, uh, has certainly shown up very good uh, copper moly geochemistry. Yeah. So it, uh, given the work that's been done to date, the seven holes and the results you were just running through then, so it's fair enough to classify it as a, a very advanced uh, uh, prospect in the sense that you're sort of vectoring into where you think the, the good juicy stuff might be. Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. It's, uh, it's basically very early days. I mean, seven holes drilled just to confirm the fact that there is a porphyry at Manoil, but with the work that's been done, reconnaissance geolo geology that's been done and sampling geochemistry, uh, has has been turning up uh, remarkable, um, you know, continuity of mineralization along strike, and as uh, you mentioned, the the Mount Whippy project, which is even further again along strike from Sack Creek, uh, sampling there on only a, a recent, very recently granted uh, tenement uh, for Gold Mountain, has uh, returned some phenomenal results. Uh, first up results. Uh, from people that have been trudging up the creeks, sampling the creeks, uh, sampling the outcrop, etc., and coming up with highly anomalous copper and, and, and gold as well. Yeah, just looking at a, an announcement here from the 23rd of September, uh, rock samples collected from outcrops return SA values up to 9.6% copper and gold to 1.96 grams a tonne. Um, well, early, early stage stuff, but very encouraging, I take it. Absolutely encouraging. It's uh, and to have outcrop uh, which you can actually see that is uh, chalcopyrite rich, got a bit of bornite with it, uh, got a bit of malachite and azurite, the oxide copper minerals uh, sitting right there at surface. It's it's wonderful to see. It's now a matter of joining the dots. There are lots of wide space sampling that are returning, you know, greater than one percent copper numbers. So. And, and the local communities there uh, are certainly uh, doing a fair bit of alluvial prospecting and they're certainly talk, uh, you know, bringing up uh, considerable uh, nuggets and gold out of, the, out of the creek systems. We are following those up, obviously, with um, stream sediment geochemistry uh, and there's a lot of uh, legwork being done for both sampling and also geological mapping to try and understand what the geology is. But the early stages seem to show that there is a, a, a sequence of Hornfell's material, which is a uh, usually cooked sediments that are sitting on top of an eroded or slightly eroded um, you know, couple of intrusive systems. We don't know uh, a lot about them as of yet, but certainly the, uh, the intrusives are there and they're covered by the, the Hornfell. So... It looks like this has only just been partially eroded and uh, is very interesting indeed if, if these are the porphyries where some of the, the mineralisation has been coming from. Right. So I understand that uh, at Mount Whippy there's also the potential for epithermal and SCARN-style mineralisation. And that is that the upper reaches of the porphyry system you're talking about there? or That is correct. Of... That's where you get the leakage from the, the, uh, the porphyry systems. Uh, generally via uh, quite large structures that uh, uh, sort of rim, rim the intrusives themselves, the porphyries themselves, and the, the volatiles and the metals uh, go, go up these uh, structures uh, basically by uh, pressure release. Uh, and they find the nearest 
uh, rock type uh, that's conducive to to um, taking the metals out of the fluids that are actually coming up the structure. And limestones in particular are very good at that because they're very reactive. And we do have limestones and, and marley rocks in, uh, in these units, as well as just standard siliciclastics or sandstones um, in, the, in that area. So the structures are there. We know the mineralisation is there because we've, we've actually assayed a number of these structures which have, have good values. And all we need to do now is, is get more work done on trying to find SCARNs because SCARNs can be, uh, again, uh, quite large and they're mm. pr- usually peripheral to, uh, to these ore bodies. So you mentioned earlier how long you've been in the game. Um, does you still get excited about, uh, well, take uh, Mount Whippy, uh, walk up, rock sampling up to 9% copper and two grams a tonne gold, uh, still get the blood pulsing? Oh, yes. <laughs> the, uh, when you look at the photos, because they have photos for every outcrop they go to, all GPS located so we know where everything is, it is pretty amazing to see rocks like that that are just standing out in the middle of the jungle that's saying, look at me, look at me, because you don't often get a chance to actually see those sites of uh, anomalies nowadays because a lot of the world has been trudged over by geologists mm. over many millennia and uh, I can tell you they're, they're getting few and far to find. Okay. So just to backtrack a sec, so at Manoil, um, uh, drilling is about to start or has started? Or Look, I'm not sure. I must admit, uh, I think it's about to start yeah. at, the end of, at the end of this month. So it's not too many days and it will be underway. The, right. the pads, everything's uh, all ready to go. It's a matter of uh, just getting the... Helicopters there to to do the lift. Mm-hmm. And we're talking relatively deep holes? They will be relatively deep holes. Uh, we're looking at, say, around about an 800-metre hole. And although it's a four-hole program, if you hit some good stuff, it will be uh, off to the races. And... It will be very much so. Mm, okay. And the forward program at Mount Whippy from here now? There is a lot of work to be done at Mount Whippy. We are very much reconnaissance stage uh, getting out there. We have defined... Um, a number of areas. The the we have a lot of rock chips already in the assay labs at the moment, and also stream sets. So that data will be coming hopefully hot off the presses in not too many weeks, uh, going through the lab. But uh, yeah, early days. There's a lot of legwork that needs to be done there. There's a lot of anomalies that need to be followed up. So there's many months or many many months coming up where there's going to be a lot of legs on ground following up creeks looking for geology, looking for finding anything they can possibly find to help uh, locate that that next ore body. Right. And uh, do we know where base camp is in that part of the world for the guys on the ground? Look, there is a base camp uh, actually, well, a fly camp, I think it is at the moment, at Mount Whippy. Now, if if that's going to be a a major um, centre, I'm sure that will probably be up Upgraded, but the, I think the main the main camp is at Manoil uh, itself, where they've got um, you know the the facilities and and houses for for doing the work, cutting the core, drying the samples, doing the sample prep that's needed. Obviously, in that part of the world, uh, modern exploration techniques obviously very different to what was you know the case back in the seventies or eighties or even the nineties for that matter. Uh, are you employing? Uh, much in the, out of the toolkit in terms of uh, 
geophysical work or is it really walking the creeks? Look, to be perfectly honest, uh, you're going to get the, va- the, the best data you're going to get is going to be out of the creeks. But the, the only geophysical data that we have that's uh, of you know, good enough standard to use is, and it is quite good standard, it's 400 metre space aeromag. Now, the aeromagnetics uh, at 400 metres is very wide spaced. Mm. So we would pl- we plan to try and, and cover some of the Mount Whippy targets with uh, more detailed aeromag uh, down to probably 100, 100 metre spacing, uh, maybe even less, uh, depending on, on how we go. But it will give us a lot more information on the lithology on alteration and also on potential uh, SCARN type uh, mineralization, which often is associated with magnetite, which is a very magnetic mineral. Right. Okay. Fascinating stuff, Phil. Um, and from an investor viewpoint, uh, how good is it? We've got all that action in the Stavely Arc in Western Victoria now for porphyries, uh, the Macquarie Arc, which uh, Phil touched on with alkane exploration and obviously the existing producers there. And We've got Gold Mountain flying the flag on the Porphyry front in PNG. So with that, I'm going to say thanks for your time today. Uh, very insightful and uh, best of luck with it. Uh, we'll be watching with interest as the time goes by. Cheers, mate. My pleasure. Cheers.